Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Well, hello, everybody. This is Joan Kelly with One Life Maps, and I'm sitting here with Sybil Towner. We're in Oldenburg, Indiana. <laughs> Hi, Sybil. Hi, and uh, Oldenburg is kind of a dot on the map. I, I think there might be a thousand residents Maybe less. And you're way out in the country in the yes. middle of nowhere. I know you sit here all by yourself. We yeah. wonder, like, does anybody come here? And somehow, I think all of America has found you. Dick would say that, right? Yes, yes. They have uh, come on a steady basis, and I'm not quite as alone as I thought I would be. You the were first not for having a retreat here. center here, right? Yes. <laughs> well, it's a joy to be here tonight. And um, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the byline of listen to my life is recognizing and responding to God in our stories. And, um, Sybil and I just got talking a bit ago about how God is in the midst of just every, every aspect of our stories. And, and, uh, she's been sitting in particular with a book by David Benner here, The Gift of Being Yourself, just had finished up a, a book club. We, do with One Life Maps. And Sybil, um, tell us tell us the connection here in there, or maybe read that quote, perhaps, yes. that we're starting with. Um, well, let me just begin by saying this is a second book in a trilogy, right? and that we're actually doing at the book club. We have done Surrender to Love, and we did this past week, The Gift of Being Yourself, and in March, we'll be doing uh, Desiring God's Will. And so they really focus on the aspect of, of the delight of God over you and that it's not us trying to be good enough for God. It's us responding to mm. the absolute goodness of God who loves us with an everlasting, fabulous love. And the gift of being yourself is really the aspect of examining the whole of your life and finding that God is in all. And so I'll read this quote from um, from the aspect of knowing God. Okay. And, and we do a lot of work with knowing God, um, but we don't do as much work in our Christian communities with knowing ourselves. So that aspect of recognizing and responding to God in your story embeds both. Mm -hmm. And here's this quote, if God has come in the flesh, and if God keeps coming to us in our fleshly existence, then all of life is shot through with meaning. And as uh, Sharon and I write in one of the maps, we say there are pages of our life that we want to delete, <laughs> but this line has no deletion, Yeah, that really it becomes useful for something else that we have no idea it about. It all matters. And then the line that you just smiled at, earth is crammed with heaven, and heaven, when we finally get there, will be crammed with earth. I mean, it's a thin space. It is. Nothing wasted, nothing lost, nothing secular, nothing absurd. All are grist for the mill of a down-to-earth spirituality. And Frederick Buechner says this, if God doesn't show up in your story, where 
would he show up? And there's a line that he uses, then you ought to be surprised. You might be surprised if he does show up and you're not ready for it. Mm. So, um, so this, uh, aspect of letting all of our story come before him. Mm -hmm. And we had someone who um, came to us, uh, doesn't matter how she came, but was in a group and had had an incredibly hard life Mm -hmm. and told her story in a climate of love and acceptance Mm -hmm. for the very first time Mm -hmm. and felt the incarnational love of Christ. She said, the Springs has meant so much to me because she said, I'm becoming myself. Mm, she's finding and, herself. Yeah, yeah. And, and she had tried to hide that which was unfixable, that which she didn't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And yet, it was managing her life through anxiety, through um, uh, through really physical shaking, through um, through not being able to sleep, through night terror. I mean, it just uh, and now something fresh is happening. It's opening Beca- up, yes, isn't it? because she is allowing herself to be known in the light of God's love, which she knew. Mm-hmm. She had had a beautiful experience of God, but did not know what to do with some of the parts of her story. Mm. So that's that's just one aspect. And I think the other aspect is that we often judge ourselves, and and we then, as we judge ourselves, we are sure that God judges us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and the truth is that when we bring whatever it is to him, we, he, in fact, he doesn't even want to hear it in some ways, which seems a little kind of an oxymoron uh-huh. because we're so interested in hearing. But he is so desperate to tell us how much he loves us. Mm. He says, this thing you're wanting to tell me is so much smaller than you think. (laughs) And my love for you is so much greater than you know. That's a beautiful image, isn't it? Of him coming towards you. Swallowed up. Yeah. And it and it really is the story of the prodigal and the, mm-hmm. the and and it's told mm-hmm. to people who were trying so hard to get to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here that young man was trying to figure his story out, had it all lined up, prepared, <laughs> yeah. and he's turning towards home and the father runs to him, doesn't hear a line of the story. Right. Enfolds him in love. Because that doesn't matter. He turned towards God. I like to think about that, you know, young man and just all the time he spent and journeying back and thinking and rethinking what is he going to say and how is he going to explain. And then just like you said, his father is just running towards him down the road, you know, holding his robe up, I think, so he doesn't trip. And all he wants to say is, I love you. Yes. You're home. Yes. And uh, so so that's a part of what our work is. And what we've done with Listen to My Life is we're really 
wanting to help people get home, mm. home to him, home to themselves, and home to others. Mm. Um, there's a line, and not just another line in here by uh, Richard Rohr, and it it says, "We cannot attain the presence of God. We're already in the presence of God, and what is absent." is awareness. Yeah. Right. And that is why we need to be able to tell our stories. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, but in reading Kurt Thompson's book, Anatomy of the Soul, but he talks about when someone's story is listened to, mm -hmm. that the neural networks oh, change yeah. in the person speaking as well as the listener. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Oh, I remember getting to that line in that book, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, he designed me this yes. way. Yes. And and it made me go back to the text. While it's not a scientific text, but wherever two or three are yeah. gathered mm -hmm. in my name, I am present. And I thought that is the gift we have in entering one another's stories right where we are. Mm -hmm. But then it begins to make sense and healing and redemption of the whole of our stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that work of be listening and being listened to. Now, there's another aspect here in this piece of awareness that I think we can take on as a personal responsibility, mm -hmm. and that is through the spiritual practice of examine. Okay, so tell and, me about. So, how would you describe the that practice? Well, first, the, the thing I the the first I'd make the statement. I think that's by John Calvin. It says the unexamined life is destined mm -hmm. to repeat itself. Mm -hmm. So in every facet of work that most of us know, we reflect on what's happened. A business looks at their last quarter sales right. and says, how did we do? Right. And where did we go awry? And what do we need to improve? A sports team, the better they get, they'll review the films. Mm-hmm the week after and notice and review where did this person move or not move or who who was doing well and then they make adjustments right so those are just two examples but we could spend the rest of the time mm -hmm. talking about examples but we don't do that in our everyday ordinary life right and if life is about connecting to god and responding to him in our story, then paying attention to the ordinary events is critical. Mm -hmm. So sometime, normally near the end of the day, probably not the last minute of the day before you go to <laughs> yeah, bed. it's not my best moment. No, no, I'm gone. <laughs> but somewhere, you know, between late afternoon right. and in the evening, just by any means you can. There are apps on on uh, uh, on your phones that you can get right. um, about uh, just look up examine and mm -hmm. you can find a some. good ones that come to the top. But, mm -hmm. but what you're doing is you're reviewing your day and noticing where you were most alive. Mm -hmm. You're noticing where you were less alive, mm -hmm. where you just sort of had a down space. Right. Um, you're noticing really where 
you did connect to God mm-hmm. in some form or his word came to you or right. something you did and said, oh, that really, that was right. That mm-hmm. really felt good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and really, that is a place where we have connected who we are with who God is, even if we don't name it. Right. Um, our body tells the truth. Sure does. Our mind doesn't always tell the truth, <laughs> but our body. So, so just listening. If, where am I carrying tension? Mm-hmm. And what does that part of my body want to say to me? Mm-hmm. Will I listen to it? Mm-hmm. And I just had an experience. I, I was in sort of a challenging work um, experience, and when I walked around, I just felt a pit mm-hmm. in the bottom of my stomach. Right. And I thought, there is dis-ease. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had to take silence to just be reminded mm-hmm. that God loved me mm-hmm. and that I was able to listen to how he might lead me. Mm-hmm. Because I was feeling a desolation. Right. Um, right. I, I was, there was a truthfulness there, but I was feeling far from God mm-hmm. in what had just happened. Mm-hmm. And in that desolation, I was drawn towards him. Right, right. That's uh, beautiful. I, I mean, because that's a part yeah. of the examine of, of yes. paying attention to the consolations as well as the desolations where I'm moving towards God, as well as where I feel like I'm adrift or moving maybe away from God. And I think so often we hear the word examine, we think of, you know, a doctor's examine, we go to these negative places, but there's also this piece of it, God's like, no, I want to, I want to celebrate with you the ways that you're moving towards me. And so I think sometimes we have to reframe what we um, have put in our heads about what examine really is. And sometimes there is a, a great bit of self-critiquing yeah. In us, and uh, no, this is just an honest review. It really is, and yeah. uh, in ten minutes mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in a day, and it actually can be done in conversation at a table if mm-hmm. you have more than mm-hmm. uh, one person sitting at your table and just asking each other some of the questions that right. we use about. Uh, some call it highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Some say best and worst things of right. the day. Uh, we use where did you have a great deal of energy? Mm-hmm. Where did you have the least amount of energy? What was your body telling you? Where did you notice God's sort of activity in your life where someone called that you needed to hear that call? It helped you in making a fresh decision you had mm-hmm. You hardly had anything to do with it, mm-hmm. and yet you thought, I didn't arrange that. Mm-hmm. I think there's someone looking out for me. Yeah, you're really and naming then, and noticing where God is at. And then you're grateful, mm-hmm. and you say thank you. Mm-hmm. And also, one of the review of the days is actually being grateful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I say, how many of you had something to eat today? <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. How many of you had a place to go to work today? Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. How many of you have somebody who thinks you are really the best thing on the earth? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. I mean, so so the work of being grateful for the ordinary things of the day. How many of you drove in a car? Right. So, uh, so just that is a way of beginning a review of the day. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. of noticing the things that you have been given, the talents that you use, the uh, people who supported you, right. people who served you in a restaurant. I mean, that begins to review your day that God has been present. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Is it Ignatius that said, you know, if you give up all the spiritual practices, don't give up this one. I mean, I remember yes. reading that the first time and just thought, oh, I have to pay attention here. Yes. <laughs> this is important work yeah. and important rhythm of my day. So it's, it's actually waking up. And one of the lines in the first sermon that Jesus gave out of the book of Isaiah, mm-hmm. he said, I've come to open the eyes of the blind. Mm. Now, we think of that as literal blindness, and he did heal some blind people, but he didn't heal every blind person. And he calls the Pharisees who are trying to do good for God, he calls them blind guides. Mm. So we know in that blindness, there's something else. Mm -hmm. And so that aspect of seeing, Mm. that aspect of noticing. Right. And and a lot of us go through our days, and we couldn't tell you what happened Mm -hmm. at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Mm -hmm. Where we'd been, did we see anybody or not? So waking up to the aspect of finding God in all things. Yeah, in in the ordinary. Yes. In in all the days and and times in between. I like to think of it like the... Like Holy Week, right? So we've got we've got Good Friday, we've got Holy Saturday, we've got Easter Sunday, and we think so often the world that we live in focuses so much on the really big highs and the really big lows. So I like yes. to think of those like Easter and Good Friday. But so much of our life is this waiting period in between Holy Saturday. Yeah. Often you don't even talk about that. But that's where so much of life is, in yes. the ordinary, in the waiting, in the waking up and going to work or ministry and coming home again. And in resting. And in resting. Yes. yes. So one of my practices in resting um, is I go to Psalm 103, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just am lying still, and I say, bless the Lord, O my soul. Let everything that is within me mm. bless your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let me not forget your benefits. Mm-hmm. And then I review my benefits. Mm-hmm. You have forgiven all my sins. And I stop there and say, is there something today that I just, a place where, where I didn't respond to your love? Mm-hmm. And just confess it, Mm -hmm. that I kind of went my own way and did what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. You heal all of my Mm dis-eases and uh, that you're in the work of healing. Right. And you've redeemed my life from the pit. You've crowned me with steadfast love and mercy, and you have renewed my youth like the eagles. Mm -hmm. And about three seconds later, I just say, Lord, have your way in me tonight as I rest. Prepare me for the morrow, and I'm sound asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that is a beautiful way yeah. to end your day. Oh, I love that. So uh, so then when I awaken in the morning, mm-hmm. he's been at work. 
And I join him on that which he has prepared for Mm -hmm. the day. So I know for him there are no surprises. Mm -hmm. But for me... There may be a surprise. Yeah, that that's a that has helped me in the morning in particular to think about he's been at work, I'm joining him versus yes. running ahead or trying to catch up or or getting a jump on the day. Getting a jump on the day, <laughs> right? And uh, that trying to align my pace with the pace he's already created for the day and the plan he's already yes. created. So to do that, the last thing I think I would say is some moments during the day, as you begin to practice Mm -hmm. this, just stop and notice. Mm -hmm. And and begin by just being grateful. You know, just let that be the first practice. That's good. And, uh, And let that begin to seep in you before you uh, start noticing things that you want to change or um, that are um, that may not even be fixable in the moment. Mm-hmm. But begin with the gratefulness, and out of that will flow some of the areas where need to have more attention paid. Another spiritual practice may be a good um, a good path to go, but start there, awakening, becoming aware that God is present. Mm, Well, thank you. That is a good word and a good way to end our day and a good way to begin our day and to uh, include our Father in every every last little piece piece of our day. So, Sybil, thanks for for joining me today as we talked about uh, the daily exam. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.